Welcome to the Ambitious Introvert Podcast, created especially for introverts, empaths, and highly sensitive entrepreneurs to help you build, grow, and scale a successful, sustainable business. I'm your host, Emma Louise Parks, business and mindset coach for ambitious introverts. After 17 years working as an air traffic controller, the ultimate fast-paced, high-stimulus, extrovert-friendly role, my mission now is to show introverts that they too can create big results and success because of who they are, not in spite of it. I focus on introvert-friendly business and marketing strategy to help you switch overwhelm for clarity, confidence, and clients. Welcome, welcome to this week's episode of the Ambitious Introvert Podcast. I'm Emma Louise, and we're going to be covering a subject today that probably doesn't get enough air in the online space because everyone wants to talk about all of those different things that are going to see immediate results and make you money. And we're all talking about marketing and getting out there and making sales. And sometimes we can really forget that there are people on the other side of that social media or on the other side of Zoom or downloading your digital product. So it's something that has always been really important to me is to keep that human aspect of business. So I'm thrilled to be joined by someone today that feels exactly the same way and also has a ton of great ideas about how you can stay connected with your clients, whatever size your business is. So thank you for joining me and please introduce yourself and tell my audience a little bit about your business. Thank you for having me here today, Emily. I am so excited to chat about this topic. I am Sarah Bertanian. I'm a launch strategist and copywriter, and I work with business owners to help them tune into the people they love to serve by and uncover the words that make them feel deeply seen and heard and connected to so they can sell more of their offers and eventually, you know, make more sales. Uh, that word connected is a big piece. You know, we've just been chatting before we hit record and it can feel a little bit disjointed in the online space. We were just talking about, you know, in-person retreats that got cancelled during COVID and, and all of that kind of thing and how we have this business, but people are still human. People are still there and people are still craving that connection. What was it in particular that made you kind of go down this path of recognizing that that was so important? I think a few things. Like one, you know, definitely the pandemic made me realize even more. Like I think it just magnified things that were already there in business and in life, right? Realizing that we were actually now so separated from people. And even myself as an introvert, like I, <laughs> I like to see people, you know, in doses and then and, and I have time to recharge. But I realized that, you know, we we're all behind the screen and we're all having, and like we're all missing each other and that we needed to, and that maybe start thinking about our business and how, as we're scaling our business, we often are sort of told or feel like we have to automate everything. And what's well, like, you know, automations are great. And I'm not saying not to do them, of course, but we almost can automate ourselves out of the business, right? Out of those connections and those interactions with folks that we actually love doing when we first started out in business. Like when we started, it was like one to one services, maybe, you know, we liked having those chats with people. We liked connecting with them, like seeing with them. But then as we grow and we scale and we maybe have group programs or offers, suddenly, you know, we're really far removed from actually talking to the people that we love working with in the first place. So that came to my mind during the pandemic. And then just as I was watching my clients launching, but feel like they had this disconnect. They were like, I don't know if I'm serving the people that I want to work with the best that I can. Like, are they actually getting what I want out of this program? 
how can I make sure that they do that without having to set up like 50 phone calls a week to check in with them? Which is not only exhausting for the service provider, of course, to be doing that, but sometimes people going through a program that can feel very intrusive of like, you know, because you're doing the program already. So you're probably working through modules, you're implementing things in your own business. Life is happening because we also have life. We have to sleep and do different things like that. So yeah, it's so true. If you suddenly got to be like, right, you know, I've got to also check in with the coach every week for accountability. I've got to schedule yet another call. That can feel really stifling. Absolutely. Really overwhelming. Like we all know that we want to you know, we, I think, well, it's, at least I think so, that we went into our business and we wanted to have some freedom of space and opportunity. And then suddenly our calendars start getting filled and filled and filled. So I know I'm always grateful when I can think of ways to alleviate that. And I feel like most folks, as you mentioned, probably are as well. It's funny, just on a slight tangent, but not really. I was talking to a friend this morning on voice notes, another introvert, and we were saying how because we're arranging a meetup and there's going to be like three of us and everyone's like, oh yeah, oh, it's just going to be so great. And how, when we get together as like two or three of us, because we're all introverts, we have like really deep discussion and we feel really energized when we walk away. It's really, you know, like, oh, that was great and blah, blah, blah. But when the group gets bigger, my friend was like, I start to sink back and I go into myself and I don't speak as much. And she's like, and then I speak and people speak over me. I was like, yeah, I've been, I've been there. Whereas when it's that deeper connection, when it's one-on-one or two, you know, two or three people, like I always used to think of it as like socializing. I would always be happy socializing with another couple. But once there were like two other couples, I was like, oh, it, it's a bit much now. I feel a bit overwhelmed. And it's like that, right? I so agree. I feel exactly the same way. I think in any kind of program I've been in, when it kind of, be, kind of goes beyond like 10 or so people, I start like not saying anything or I'll be in a call and then I won't, I won't speak up. Or if I do like, yeah, like you said, someone else will jump over and I won't say much. And then I find myself retreating, retreating, retreating from the program that I really actually want to be part of. <laughs> I'm glad you said 10 because that's always my cap number for, yeah. for programs. It's like, there's not ever going to be more than 10 people on a call because I, I just think there's something there that, like you say, it's you feel lost, you feel kind of kind of pushed back. So anyway, so that was my slight tangent, but it but it's not really because if we're talking about having a deep connection and a conversation with someone and coming away from that interaction feeling energized. Like I feel like we're gonna have this conversation today and we're both gonna go away and feel energized. I can think so too. <laughs> I think so, because we're, you know, very similar people and we've got very similar values and you know, we're talking about something that is important to us, but yeah, if we're having this group discussion with like 30 people, it might, might not quite be the same. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> so for anyone listening who is now intrigued and thinking, okay, maybe I have slipped a little bit away from this. You know, I've gone away from one-on-one and selling some digital products and doing these things that are, maybe I'm not, you know, looking into the whites of the eyes of the person that is paying me quite as, you know, often as I would have been. What kind of tips do you have for them, how they can bring that connection back without obviously burning themselves out? Ooh, I have five main tips that I like to think about for this. So one, I would say you want to set up a post-purchase email sequence. So when people buy from you, I think one of the things that often gets neglected is this post-purchase email sequence. Like we send the receipt, we put all of our energy into like the launch and getting people there. And then we kind of forget that they still need nurturing and loving on. Like, and I know we're they're going through our program, but they still need these touch points. 
So I think putting a post-purchase email sequence in place is one thing. And I would roll this out over like the first month or maybe even three months. It doesn't have to be every week, but like a semi-regular basis. And one of the things I like to do during that time is to set up some kind of ask. I like to use video ask for it and to get some feedback. So it's not asking for testimonial. It's like, it's a check-in saying like, hey, how's it going? How are things like, you know, is there anything you're stuck on? Is there anything you want to let me know? What could we be doing better to support you? And then they can either respond by a video response to you or a text. And so that's one of the things I like to do because I think it's such a great opportunity in that post-purchase time to really get the temperature and see how things are going. And also if you have like a guarantee or a refund period, if you put that feedback loop within that guarantee period, if there is a problem occurring that might make them want to leave, you might be able to solve that before they get to there. That's number one. The second thing would be a personal welcome that I think we like to do. So ideally you can actually send them like a quick video, maybe using Loom would be one. Um, I did that this morning for a new client. I love that. The new client, the Loom bit. There you go. <laughs> you <laughs> I signed up on this. <laughs> so Loom is a great one. Another one some people might use is like BombBomb or another app or something that kind of bits in your emails. But really it's like a quick video just saying like, hey, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, can't wait to work with you. And maybe if you have an onboarding form to talk about their goals, you might repeat something back to them about it or telling them where to like dive in. Like, I hope you come and join us on this first call or jump into module one, just a little something. You don't need to like practice it. You just throw it out there and welcome them. And I think it's such a big step for making people feel really good about their investment, right? And about working with you because you're like, oh, they see me. They actually said hello to me. <laughs> and so that's number two. So number three would be regular check-ins. So perhaps you have a community group like on Facebook or Muddy Networks or wherever you're housing your program or working with your clients. And so in there, regular check-ins could be something that you pre-schedule, but it's maybe like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So one way I really like, and I learned this from Heather Crabtree, she's a business coach, where on Monday, you have them say like, what are the goals you're working on? And then on Wednesday, it's a check-in to say, how are you feeling? And I know she uses this like red light, green light, yellow light kind of system. So you say how you're feeling. And I, I've adopted that myself as well. And then on Friday, it's a celebration. Like, what did you win? When it was a win this week, it could be personal, it could be business, but these little check-ins, it can be automated, but allow you to see what's going on with the people in your group. Again, for you to be able to go in there quickly and acknowledge and celebrate with them, but also for you to see what's happening with them. Like, are they making progress? Are people not showing up at all? And I also, I love these check-ins too, because you see if people aren't showing up or participating, that you can then actually go and send them a personal, like again, another personal video and say like, how are things going? Haven't seen you for a little bit, just want to check in. Is there anything I can help and support you with? So it helps get folks through your program and again, feel really supported, but doesn't add all these calls to our plate. And so number four would be setting up what I think of as milestone events. So in this, this could be certain events or touch points in your program or your offer where you want to reach out to people to have this like deeper experience. So this could be at this point offering a one-to-one -one call or maybe submitting their work for feedback for certain milestones or things that they've gotten to, you know, via a Loom video. So one of the things I've employed in my own program was that, so I have a program around um, launching. We do copy coaching. And so 
once people have launched, they can book a one-on-one call with me for a 30-minute debrief. So we do that alone. So they have to, you know, get to the launch part to have that, but that's one way we celebrate that. And then with those milestone events, I'm going to slide in there, like sending snail mail. You could also send people like a postcard or some stickers or a card or something to celebrate things as well. And then number five would actually be inviting people to participate in your event. So this is more pre-purchase where we're having connection here, but you know, oftentimes for launch events, we're doing like webinars or workshops or hot seats, whatever we're doing. Oftentimes it's us talking to people, right? Like we're talking at them. And so a great way to start that connection piece way earlier in your relationship with them, especially in a launch or when you're gearing up to invite people to your program, would be to actually incorporate their work or their questions right into your workshop or webinar. So how do you do that? Like you could have a hot seat session at the end of your workshop where you actually invite people ahead of time to submit their problems to do with what you're working on. Um, Something else I've done I'm a copywriter. So I did this one webinar around like five copy hacks and I had people suggest like um, put in their copy submissions. And then I was able to do a before and after of how, like when you apply the hack to their copy, the difference it would be. And so again, just like incorporating them and getting them to be part of the experience with you goes such a long way in connecting, developing those relationships that then end up like they want to work with you or maybe they refer you or they just remember what it felt like to be seen and part of the experience of, you know, learning from you. So those are my top five. I love all of those. And as you were saying that, I thought it's just the energetic exchange, isn't it? It's just the difference between something being quite just, you know, a two-dimensional screen and you're signing up for it, then, okay, I get to have a conversation with this person. I get to feel what their energy is like. I get to have them answer my question or look at my copy. And yeah, that's not like a magic bullet for, okay, now I'm going to, you know, invest a lot of money in them. But it just creates that start of a relationship. One thing I talk about a lot is long-term relationships, like especially because my audience are introverts. Most people do not find me and then sign up for a five-figure coaching package within an hour, even though the online space has you believe that. Most people are in my audience for a long time and they've maybe had a free call with me at some point or they've listened to every episode of the podcast or they've been on a Q&A and, you know, and all of that is to say that they're there and then there's a point where they go, oh, I'm, you know, this is the right time for me or I'm ready or, you know, I, I trust you now. And having those small connection points, like you said, that just helps that process along. So agree. And I feel the same way with my audience and people I'm working with too. And and I think so often in business, it's more longer than, as you said, they would have us believe that more often they've probably been in our world for six months, even a year or sometimes longer. Right. But there's definitely a period of time. It's not, it's not usually I see you and I want to buy right away a five figure package. <laughs> yeah. So we have to just people have you yeah. believe. <laughs> for sure. You know, my, my old podcast manager, Haley. Haley, I hope you are still listening because you said you would, but I'm just going to call her out on this because back in January, I had COVID and Haley's somewhere in the Midwest of the United States. I am in England and I had COVID and so I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. I'm going to be just like a little bit late getting a recording to you or something. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, feel better soon. And then about two days later, someone left a box of soup 
in my front porch. There was like, it was a like refrigerated box with like six bottles of this really good quality soup that we have here in the UK. And it was all organic and vegan. And, but there was no note with it. And I was like, the soup in my porch. And I was like, messaging all of the people I knew locally and saying, did you bring me soup? And they're like, no. And so I was messaging some friends that I know in the online space. I was like, did you order me soup? And they were like, no. And then a few hours later, I got this message from Haley, and she was like, oh, I hope you're feeling better. I sent you soup. But then I realized that I couldn't put who it was from. So you might be wondering who it was from. <laughs> I was just so touched. I was like, she sent me soup. She's like, well, I just went on Google and like soup delivery UK. It took me like two minutes. It's not a big deal, but it is a big deal. It's a big deal. That's so sweet. And that's so funny wondering who brought it to you. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, you know, like, that is such a such a sweet touch point. And, and for people, as you're saying, like listening to what's going on with other folks, and then responding in kind to that and however yeah. that would be, be it sending soup or sending a, a quick message when they join or hearing what's going on in their week and just having a little response to that, but setting up structure so that we can do that and support folks. Yeah, oh, it's so true. So true. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and top tips and they all feel very aligned and I think that they will feel very good to my audience because we definitely do want that connection you know as much as we all want business and we all want to make money we still want to be able to serve people and and connect with them on a deeper level of course before i let go i'm going to ask you for a book recommendation that you think would help fellow introverts to grow and scale their online business yes i'm so excited well thank you for having me to chat about all these ways to incorporate human connection into your business and my top book would be the Middle Finger Project. It's by Ash Ambridge. She is it's a former copywriter slash maybe copywriter still. And her, the reason I really love it is because it's all around, well, it tells her story. Or so I like it. There's a bit of a story narrative to it as opposed to just, let's say, business tips, like chapter one. There's a, there's a nice narrative through it. But it's all around like really trashing your imposter syndrome and going out there and being brave with our ideas and putting them out into the world. And so I love that as an introvert. I like seeing how other people have done that and feeling really inspired. Like, because when I, when I finished this book, I was like, yes, I can go and put anything out there. I can do this. And, and, I, and I like walking away with that big ambition and that, that feeling deep down that it's true. You know, she, she has, and it's also obtainable for me as well. It's oh, I love project. that. It's so, so expansive to read something and have that, like you close the book and it's not just like, oh, that was good but like I actually want to do something now so I'm going to drop the link to that in the show notes I'm going to put all of your links as well for anyone that wants to connect with you thank you again so much for joining me today thank you so much for having me thank you for listening to this episode of the ambitious introvert podcast with me Emma Louise Parks if you enjoy this show please please subscribe rate and leave a review on iTunes as a thank you one lucky reviewer each month will win a 60 minute one-on-one coaching session with me where you'll get the clarity and confidence to attract your ideal clients And if you know someone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share and help me reach as many fellow ambitious introverts as possible.